Welcome to Engineering Experience, where engineering thought leaders share insight on how to deliver results, manage outsourcing, find the right engineering partners, maximize experience, generate engineering documents, and come out with smarter and improved products through innovation and invention. Hello and welcome to Engineering Experience, a podcast from Paragon Innovations. Today, we are talking to a man who has merged his passion for the outdoors with his knowledge and expertise in the telecom industry. We're talking to Ray Dyken. He's the Director of Technology at Plano Synergy. Ray, thanks so much for joining us. Not a problem. Glad to be here. Excellent. And as always, we're joined by Mike Wilkinson, founder and CEO of Paragon Innovations. Mike, thank you for being here as well. I'm glad to be here as well. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I'm really looking forward to this episode because uh, I think it's fascinating the world that, that Ray operates in. So Ray, just tell us a little bit more about your background and how you got to where you are now. Um, and tell us a little bit about your experience in telecom. Sure. So in the early 90s, I graduated from the University of South Florida with a degree in mechanical engineering. Uh, I began my career with, uh, with Motorola uh, in Boynton Beach, Florida, in their paging products division. Um, you know, I, I was with Motorola for about 15 years. I climbed up the, uh, the corporate ladder, if you will, um, I had uh, quite a few different experiences abroad with Motorola. I was on several expat assignments with them. Uh, I finally wound up as um, a director of uh, UMTS products uh, up in Libertyville, Illinois. Uh, but between the start and the finish, I was uh, on an expat assignment in Turin, Italy. I started a design center out there. I uh, was involved in manufacturing operations for a while. Uh, I was sent to, to Puerto Rico to uh, our plants in uh, Tianjin, China. Uh, I did a uh, expat assignment in Taiwan, uh, working con in conjunction with some of our suppliers over there for paging product development and then eventually two-way paging. I uh, was involved with our Singapore manufacturing operation, uh, our Easter Inch manufacturing operation, but most of my time was spent in product development. Uh, I developed uh, the uh, some of the pagers. I don't know uh, if you're pretty old to remember using pagers, but... Uh, before cell phones were ubiquitous, we had uh, uh, one-way and then two-way pagers. And then uh, in about 99, I went to work for mobile devices up in Libertyville, Illinois. Uh, that's when I was sent overseas to, uh, to Turin, Italy. I started the design center there. We worked on uh, the initial 3G UMTS products uh, in conjunction with some of our customers. Uh, the design center put out uh, some of the initial uh, usable 3G products. Uh, and then kind of the onset of the smartphone age, if you will. In 2005, uh, I took an opportunity to explore an, another company. It was a small company up in Canada called Research in Motion. Uh, that led to uh, my next uh, career move, which was uh, Executive Vice President of Products for, for BlackBerry. Uh, Research in Motion is the, uh, uh, the actual company name back then. Um, it was located in, in Waterloo, Ontario. So I uh, off again to a, a new country to start a new, you know, new career. I developed in conjunction with uh, some of our leaders up there, uh, the uh, Pearl, the Curve, the Storm, Bold. Um, I took care of uh, many products as sort of a cross-functional sponsor of a product. And then I also had the responsibility of individual customers uh, from an executive sponsor perspective. Uh, BlackBerry not only served uh, the product needs of our sort of enterprise customers, but also uh, we dealt directly with uh, people like Coca-Cola, uh, Textron, and the in-consumers, in right? So beyond AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, Orange, you know, the direct consumers of the BlackBerry product, we dealt with our in-customers as well. 
Uh, BlackBerry offered a, a really unique and intriguing solution. It was kind of the advent of the smartphone. The uh, My responsibility there was sort of cross-functional leadership of, of everything that had to do with product development from kind of inception uh, to product ramp. Right? It was a really uh, great growth experience for me, and uh, I experienced a great growth in the company. I started off as, I think it was the 1700th employee, and then, uh, you know, during the height of our, uh, you know, the height of BlackBerry, we grew the company to about uh, 21,000 uh, employees. Uh, we saw our, uh, our volumes increase exponentially, uh, you know, from 2006 until uh, we kind of exited the U.S. marketplace in 2014. In about 2011, uh, I relocated with my family back to the U.S., and I was general manager of our U.S. operations out of uh, our office here in uh, in Irving and Las Colinas. That's kind of what brought me back to the States. After uh, uh, three or four years, we, we shut that site down, uh, and then I actually uh, separated from BlackBerry uh, momentarily. I was brought back as a consultant uh, to do some IP litigation, and then uh, I actually started a consulting company uh, and started to work with some, some startup companies. Uh, there was a, a small company that did... Uh, manufacturing in the United States to bring tablet computing to people that were um, socioeconomically uh, affected. It would give them access to the internet. And it was an initiative that was done. Uh, it was a small company called Back USA out of uh, Buffalo. I acted as their chief operating officer for a while. Um, I also opened some businesses here locally in the automotive maintenance and repair business. And I still have those uh, even to this day. Early in 2019, I was contacted by a, uh, a recruiting firm, and they said, well, how'd you like to get back into the, uh, into the consumer electronics business? And I, I told them I, I other didn't think so. I was kind of uh, had my run and wound up, uh, you know, I did everything I wanted to do in the engineering field. And they said, well, what if it was for a hunting company? And I said, hunting and fishing? And they said, yeah, Plano Synergy. And I said, well, well Plano Synergy. And they said, yeah, you know, Plano Tackle Boxes. I said, oh, wow, that's fantastic. Uh, you know, I'll start tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I've been a lifelong fisherman, been a big outdoorsman, and this is a, a you know a really unique opportunity. And they said, "Well, you know, why don't we do some exploration first? And met with some of the uh, the leaders here at uh, Plano Synergy. And Plano Synergy is actually a holding company, and they hold not only Plano Tackle Boxes, which is probably the most renowned uh, brand that we have, but they also do things like Fraybill, uh, which is uh, from for fishermen's it's landing nets and bait solutions and, and things like that. And then there's Wild Game Innovations, which does uh, feeders, uh, game cameras, a whole litany of feed seeds and attractants for uh, for hunters. We also do uh, Halo Optics, which is uh, utilized on some of our uh, our crossbows, which are our crossbow brand is Barnett Crossbows. They're fantastic, uh, really uh, intriguing uh, area there. It's a uh, you know, completely, uh, you know, from a technology perspective, totally mechanical and, and really near and dear to my heart. We also do Flextone, which is sort of an opening price point to things like decoys and, and other game calls and things like that. Um, so, you know, my responsibilities here at Plano are, uh, you know, just like it says, I'm, I'm responsible for all technology, right? So the technology goes into the products. So we looked at all these brands, right? And one of the first things was that I did was try to put together a strategy to you know, bring them into the modern age, you know, especially the game cameras. So uh, on my, uh, I have a game ranch uh, outside of uh, Sweetwater, Texas, and uh, I utilized, you know, trail cameras before to monitor the animal's movements and, and uh, you know, do some things like uh, census counting and when uh, animals were on certain trails. 
but mostly it's just to see the pictures. And I thought, well, there's a lot of additional data that's in that picture that if you could really utilize sort of a, a computing solution to put together sort of a heat map to understand things like how the animal interacts with weather, uh, time of day, moon phase, uh, when the animal shows up, you know, what type of uh, elements attract him to a certain location, you know, that would be really, you know, it would take it to the next level as far as, as uh, data for having a successful harvest, right? And that we put together uh, in conjunction uh, with the, you know, taking a look at all of our brands and how could you take an IoT approach to a scope for a, a crossbow or how could you take a, an approach to the position of a blind, right? And all that is, is uh, linking to, uh, you know, a cloud-based server through an application, right? And then the application reaching out to the individual product to, uh, you know, make the, the product enhanced, right? And that was kind of the, uh, the precipice that we uh, approached our whole kind of hunt smart solution on. And then that's going to be taken sort of uh, to the next level and we'll try and inject it even into, uh, you know, into all of our, our other brands. And it's really, really exciting and challenging. So in order to do that, you know, I took a look at what were the uh, sort of in-house resources Nobody here was really familiar with IoT solutions or really uh, technology-based, you know, uh, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, uh, cellular interactions. Uh, that really wasn't in our wheelhouse. So um, I took a look around and with uh, some great compliments from some of our suppliers, decided outsourcing one of the first products that was going to be a connected, uh, a connected approach. And we chose to partner with, uh, with Paragon Innovation to do the... Uh, to the hardware, the software, uh, the solution for the uh, in-device, uh, which wound up being actually two devices. Uh, one is the Insight Air, and the other is the Insight Cell. And Mike and his team, under the leadership of, uh, of Alan, uh, really, Alan Rich, he really uh, took off, took the ball, and ran with it. And Mike, I don't even remember, I, I think it was under a year that we delivered the uh, sort of first hardware and prototypes. And so the, uh, you know, the timing, you know, they wanted to get, get to market pretty, uh, pretty quickly. We were faced, I, I would say, probably with the, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of experience in putting out products, I'd say, in my career, probably more than, ooh, I would say, more than 125 products. And I've never been faced with a pandemic before. So that was kind of, uh, you know, you always do a scenario planning when you get to, uh, you know, do your schedule and, you know, you look at things like, oh, you know, resource and other things, but you, uh, the pandemic thing kind of hit me out of the, out of the blue. I've dealt with, with natural disasters before, uh, to have, you'd have to overcome during a product development cycle, but, uh, pandemic was the first for me. So, uh, it kind of slowed us down a little bit, but, uh, if it wouldn't have been for COVID, the uh, product would have probably been done before we'd have even gotten all the features straight in our head, but uh, it's a great strive forward for us. Uh, right now, we uh, utilize the, the camera uh, and one of the um, sort of hunts that we put on every year for sports riders. And we just got, we just accomplished that. And, and uh, everybody was amazed, uh, you know, at how well the app predicted where the animals would be and the amount of information that was garnered from it. Uh, we've uh, worked in conjunction with some other software people to implement things like uh, artificial intelligence for species recognition of the animals and, and it's dead on. So it can uh, determine if it's a deer, not only what type of deer it is, but also an individual deer. Right? So the individual game animal can provide, it can identify hogs, raccoons, squirrels, you know, just the whole litany of, of animals to uh, sort for the pictures by what type of animal you would want to track. And then 
once you get it down to the individual animal, it can show where the individual animal moves. And those are, are things. And, and what's great about the solution is the hardware is there, but the software continues to evolve. You know, when we put, put it out initially, uh, we try to do it, you know, uh, quickly to, uh, uh, you know, keep the interest of, of all of our customers. Uh, and we wanted to get something out for the upcoming hunting season. Um, but the, the app continues to evolve. The, uh, the hardware continues to evolve through software upgrades, right? And it's really, uh, you know, it's really a great solution. It's a great uh, solution. And we couldn't have done it at all without the help of uh, Mike and his team. Uh, absolutely professionals. Really, you know, I've, I've had quite a few outstanding teams in my career at Motorola and at BlackBerry. Uh, but Mike ranks right up there with any of them. I, I would uh, take him into battle with me at any time. So, Mike, with the with what Ray just said, uh, kind of tell us a little bit more about the the process. When when Ray approached you and you guys started working together, um, what were you looking to create? And uh, and just tell us a little bit more about that process. The goal was to amp up the the, the game camera instead of being just a, a device that takes pictures when movement occurs, stored on a memory card, and then the hunter goes and fetches the memory card. Uh, the idea was to get that that data much quicker and send it up to the cloud via cellular. And be able to also in real time when you set up your camera. One of the problems is um, you kind of got to guess what the camera's looking at because there's not a viewfinder on most of the cameras. And well, we had a way to do that with the phone, and so you can set up the camera and watch it live, kind of like your ring doorbell um, as you're setting it up. And this, and then anytime you go to your hunt, you can look at your camera live because it may not be right in front of you. But the big thing was just to have this expansive camera system that would be a, a network, a mesh network, ultimately, in the, and not just talk to other cameras, but other devices and build out a, a whole mesh network in the hunt environment so that all your devices could talk together and report back through the cloud. So, Ray, you mentioned just uh, how amazing it was working with Mike and his team there at, at Paragon. Uh, how did the process go? And, and when you came with this idea and, and with what you wanted to achieve, what was the process like working with them? And, uh, and and I know Mike's a problem solver and loves getting a chance to to innovate and to tackle some of these uh, some of these innovations. Uh, what was it like working with the team? Uh, kind of uh, break down that process for us. So, one of the great things that I, I really uh, I thought that Paragon brought to the table was once we sat down and we identified them as a partner. Uh, we started to go through, you know, usually you, you, know, you lay out a product uh, definition or a product specification, right? And so uh, we did that in conjunction with Mike's team, uh, Alan Rich kind of led it, and, and it was uh, sort of funneling down. Uh, they have a tool that they use to uh, do feature capture and then uh, set the features out and put each of them on a kind of timeline. Uh, it was a really, and I, and I hope I'm not uh, giving away any secrets there, Mike. I no, 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 not at all. All under NDA or, or whatever. It was a really great process, right? So we all got together, uh, not only myself, but some of the, uh, the people that actually use the devices. Uh, and then uh, some of our uh, uh, other team members all sat around a round table and we went through, uh, and even other, other partners, right? So a part of the software was done uh, by another company. We all sat together. Uh, we collected the feature set. Uh, we explored each individual feature and drove it sort of down to what needed to be accomplished and when. Um, and then also how we would go about putting the puzzle together, right? So, you know, what areas we could work on in parallel, what things needed to be done, uh, in, you know, in, in series, right? And, um, and what that would that would do. And we actually utilized that same kind of tool to track the project along. Uh, we worked in conjunction with a, a manufacturing partner that was uh, in Mexico. We brought them in. We explained the, the, uh, what it meant and uh, the component selection and everything was driven sort of 
out of that feature set. We kept in mind, you know, cost initiative, quality initiatives, and, you know, scheduling. And all of that was kind of balanced, you know, against the backdrop of the entire product. But really, once we had the feature set done, they deployed their team uh, to work on each of the individual features, be it hardware features, software features, uh, firmware, what, you know, what have you. And uh, uh, it was a really clean uh, execution. Uh, you know, it's not to say that every product doesn't have its uh, hair-raising moments. And, and, you know, this, this product was, was no different. But, uh, you know, really, really well-managed, uh, excellent execution. Uh, we ran into some, uh, some roadblocks at the end, and, and Mike and his team actually stepped up and, and really uh, helped us out. Uh, we had to, uh, to go and do some uh, software programming, uh, you know, here in, the, in Mexico. When it came to product tests, we had to develop a product test uh, in conjunction with our, our manufacturing partner, and, and his team took care of that. So really, you know, cradle to grave and still even onto this day as we are, you know, into the maintenance of the project, uh, Paragon stays involved and we utilize them as a, uh, a true partner in, uh, in the execution of this project and then also the maintenance of this project, right? Any kind of problems that we have from an ongoing basis, we still uh, work to solve and, uh, you know, everything is sort of straight and level, knock on wood, right? Uh, it was really a, really a great experience excellent engineering execution, but then also really top-notch project management. So Mike, were there any particular challenges presented by the use cases of these particular products being outdoors and being used for, um, you know, sports and, and, and outdoors type settings? Were there, were there any challenges presented uh, from that aspect of things, or is that something that you're kind of used to coming up against? Well, of course, everything went perfect. That's the way all projects go. <laughs> So, yeah, no, uh, so we've had experience to do an outdoor products and we've got products that uh, work five miles underwater for oil and gas exploration. So we've, we've got, we got experience in that, but uh, this had its own particular challenges uh, like any project and uh, the goal was just to obviously overcome those, but yeah, the, you know, the waterproofness and, you know, cameras, uh, cameras are a fun thing. I mean, you, you know, that, you know, you look at Samsung and Apple and they spend gazillions of dollars every year to make the better camera and a better camera. And um, so making good, high quality image cameras that work day and night without an operator, without someone behind the camera to push a button to say go into night mode or day mode, uh, automating that's a little more difficult. But uh, those are challenges that we were tasked to overcome and, and deliver on. So, yeah. And, then, you know, and of course, battery, like any product, you want a longer battery life and, you know, better pictures, uh, longer wireless strength. I mean, there's always uh, you know, just going that much further. But we did it. So, Ray, as you look at what you have created alongside Paragon and the work that you've done together, what kinds of things excite you about what the future holds for um, digital products you know, and IoT devices in the world of sports and outdoors? Uh, surely there's, uh, there's room for more growth in this area, right? What, what kinds of things excite you and what kind of developments do you look forward to in the future? So this is our first IoT sort of entrant, but it, it definitely isn't our, our last, right? So it, it's this is... Uh, the base upon which we'll develop all of the products kind of going forward, hopefully, and, and keep injecting this technology into, uh, you know, you know, hopefully, you know, and eventually the majority of products that we have, right? So the, uh, the ability to take, store, parse data uh, really is alien to, uh, you know, a, a world, a sports world, right? So, and, and I'll be honest, right? So a lot of the times that uh, I go hunting, I want to get away from technology, but I want to have a rewarding hunting experience 
And the technology enables that. When I go fishing, right, I, I want to get away from all of it. Uh, but, you know, taking and, and having a rewarding fishing experience can be enhanced by knowing where to go, when to go. Uh, you, know, the, you know, in the end, the goal is to have a successful harvest and have a good time having that harvest, right? Uh, there's nothing more frustrating than, than getting skunked, right? Uh, either fishing or hunting or, you know, playing any sport, right? Being able to, to have that uh, rewarding and successful experience, you know, for uh, for a, a new hunter, you know, and even a hunter that's that's been around for a long time, everybody kind of goes through the same thing. Uh, we need to make sure, you know, to try and push this technology into areas where it's very affordable. Right? There's uh, all levels of uh, economic uh, I mean, I don't say that. There's all, all all different sizes of pocketbooks when it comes to sportsmen. So mm-hmm. uh, we have to make sure that uh, we continue to support each level with different feature sets that allow and enable the technology to be driven down and scaled up. Right. So there's there's challenges in that. Also taking it into uh, different areas. You know, uh, uh, Plano Synergy also has uh, Caboodles, which is a makeup case. Right. Uh, there's ways to utilize IoT for things like that as well. So. We've come up with uh, several different ideas and and uh, really spread them across all the brands to bring them together, not only hunting, but fishing and then storage solutions as well, right? So, you know, what can we do to take that IoT and, and, and drive it into all of those brands? There's more work than we uh, we can actually handle right now. So, but we're going to continue to chip away at it, you know, sort of one product at a time, one brand at a time. Uh, we've got some new things coming out for next year that are going to be, uh, I think, truly revolutionary. You know, Mike's working on some of them, uh, and we've got so many that uh, I think we've almost overflowed their resource. That uh, there's uh, it's, it's it's incredible potential. And you know, to be honest, with the uh, the onset of this pandemic, uh, most people are doing things in the sporting arena. You can still hunt and fish by yourself, and it can be really fun. You know, great experience. You can hunt by yourself or with your family. Right? You you can maintain all your social distances or what have you. And uh, the deer don't mind if you uh, go into the field unmasked. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and, uh, you know, it's been, Mike and I were talking before the podcast, it's been a a weird and difficult year to, uh, you know, to get out and feel like you you get away. And I think the outdoors represent a fantastic opportunity to do that in a safe manner. And so uh, it's an exciting time and it's it's exciting to hear about all of the the developments and what you're doing at Plano Synergy and uh, how Paragon Innovations is coming alongside and enabling a lot of this uh, these innovations and these exciting developments. And so uh, it's an exciting time and it's been a blast getting to learn a little bit more about it here on the podcast today. So Ray Dyken, thank you so much for joining us here and uh, talking a little bit more about what you're doing at Plano Synergy. Great. Thank you all. Thank you for your attention. Ray, is there a place where people can go to learn more about Plano Synergy and uh, and also Wild Game Innovations? Absolutely. So uh, planosynergy.com will have uh, a link out to all of our brands and then uh, Wild Game Innovations. You can uh, wildinnovations.com We'll have uh, all the links out to uh, the two cameras. One's called the Insight Air, which uh, we had talked about before was a, uh, a Wi-Fi uh, connectivity, and then Insight Cell, which has the, uh, the cellular connectivity. Uh, you can learn b- more about those products as well on uh, YouTube. If you uh, Google Insight Air or Insight Cell, the uh, YouTube uh, channel will come up, and uh, there's a whole explanation by some of our uh, our uh, users as to how to set the cameras up and how they're utilized and how the data is parsed. It's uh, really, really interesting stuff. And, uh, you know, we look forward to your attention and hopefully uh, everybody will uh, have a rewarding and safe experience out there. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And Mike Wilkinson, thank you for uh, for joining us here on the podcast as well, sir. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed talking to Ray as, as always. Yeah, uh, it was a fantastic conversation. I loved learning more about Plano Synergy. Of course, you can also go to ParagonInnovations.com for more information about Mike and his team and uh, and the success stories and what they've been doing, uh, doing some amazing thing at Par- at things at Paragon. And so make sure to go check out that website as well. And if you're not already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest from Paragon Innovations. We're going to have more episodes, more experts coming on and talking about uh, what they're doing and, uh, and building on the world of IoT. And so uh, there's so much more to discuss. So stay tuned for more episodes. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening.